Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. Just hear those sleigh bells jingle and ring ting tingle and two. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to a Christmas edition of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your microphone stand and tell him who you am, my friend. It's your boy, Savage Claus. Yes, in the building. Getting the podcast in before I gotta go deliver some special gifts. PBRs. PBRs <laughs> to all the good Keith Whites. Yes, of America, right? Of America. There's only one Keith White. There can't be any more. Oh, no, God, we love him. Yeah. Um, it's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. The Oracle. Hey, man. It's hey. December. It is. And we are out here. We're knocking on Christmas's door. And it's been, we're coming in, baby. Whether you like it or Hello, not. Oh, are you there? It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, man. It's that time of year. Uh, let me tell you, I know we've talked in uh, seasons and episodes past. Yeah, that's in true. In episodes Christmas past, we have talked greatly about... Uh, how Christmas is is for the kids. And really, as the kids get older, there's less excitement for some of those traditions than there have been. Like last year, generally, right? The day after Thanksgiving, when I had little kids in the house, it was drag out all the ornaments, uh, put on a Christmas movie and Christmas music, decorate the tree, string up the lights out front, put the blow up and inflatables in the front yard, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and go full Christmas swing. Well, last year, we put the tree up. It's a white tree, pre-lit. We didn't even put, we didn't drag the ornaments out. We did not drag the ornaments out 
Uh, finally, my wife just went and got some some blue ornaments, like very simple blue ornaments, and put them on to just give it a simple uniform feel. But we didn't even bring out like you know when the kids were putting up the tree. They'd be like, oh, give me my Spider-Man ornament. And oh, give me the ornament that I made in first grade. And oh, look, here's your ornament from your first class picture. And right. what well, ain't it around no more, man. So why am I dragging out all those boxes and doing all that work and spending hours? It's just me and my wife. You know, like the kids come home. But, you know, we're going to hang the stockings up, obviously. And but this chim- year over the chimney with care hung by the chimney with care. A hundred percent. But I told my wife, I said, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going out with the staple gun and putting lights on the house. I, I don't, I don't, I, blowing up the inflatables and going out in the front yard and doing that. No one else in our cul-de-sac really does it. And I was basically just doing it for my kids. Well, I mean, we moved into this house in 2020. My kids were at the end of that. Like they really didn't participate that much at that point. Now they're gone. Right. So I told my so it, so basically what I'm saying if if anybody in the of our 209 to infinity listeners is in the market for some Star Wars themed yard Christmas blowups hit me up baby I got what che- do I have a deal for you I got Chewbacca I got a stormtrooper I got um I got Yoda I mean I'm telling you man I got I got I got some shit going on dude you but you got to hit me up I got him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah man it's like I still love Christmas. Like, I love walking around the neighborhood with my dog and appreciating everyone else's lights. Right. I still love seeing family. I love the food. Like, this year, my wife and I aren't even getting each other any gifts. I think I told you that uh, that we were going to um, go to Vegas to see Bruno Mars. That's right. December 22nd. Oh, no, excuse me. December 20th, we'll be back on the 22nd or the 23rd. I forget. But we're going to Las Vegas to see Bruno Mars. That was our gift to each other. So no, you know, no, no candy, no, no presents, none of that. That's it. Like, and I think I've always loved to travel and I I love concerts. So this is like the ultimate gift for me. I don't need anything. Like, what are you going to get me that I don't have or that I don't need? Are you going to get me another record? That's great. Another Blu-ray movie. That's all good. I appreciate that. I love that. But I don't necessarily need that. This is going to be an experience. My wife's never been to Vegas. I have, but once it was a very quick trip when I was tight on funds with my son for his 16th birthday. So I'm ready to go back and re-experience it. Still don't have money, but still ready to go back and ready to share that with my wife. And we both love Bruno Mars. So this is like a win-win, man. And it's like, I don't want to look at it as like, oh, I'm being a Grinch or a Scrooge. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it's not that I don't love the lights and love the decorations. I do. I just, I don't want to. And it, it, it's not going to make me enjoy my Christmas any less. Does that make sense? Dude, I, listen, we talked about this. Well, you, yeah, but there's been several seasons we've mentioned this, that it, every year it gets less exciting without children. I think that's, it's well, Christmas is for the kids. When, when, when I was uh, going through a difficult time in my life, yes. I didn't do Christmas. Right. And... I didn't care that I didn't do it because I wasn't in the mood that year. Right. But the one thing that I did notice that I appreciated was it was really nice not to have to deal with the hustle and bustle and all of the extra work and all that other sure. stuff. Sure. Because I didn't. I just like checked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, it, yeah. it could have been April. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of the Christmas music and everything decorated around, but here, but like it was nice that I didn't have to deal with all of that stuff, and that's kind of what you're talking about—a little bit of the hustle, bustle. Why am yeah. I going to all this effort? Yeah, and stuff? yeah. It's 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 not that I don't love Christmas. I'm not bah humbug. Last night, 
well, when we're recording this, I, last night, I went and saw a, a Christmas Carol a play in Jackson. They put on a, a Christmas Carol play. It was great. I love that story. It's amazing. And I love Christmas. I, uh, My wife and I have been watching the new Santa Clauses series with Tim Allen on Disney+. Plus. It's not the best, but it's fun, and it's getting me in the Christmas spirit. I love Christmas. It's still my favorite holiday, but... I just don't see the need to put in the work. I don't need to stare at the inflatables in the front yard. You know, I, I, I'm not putting them up for me. I was doing it for my children. Like, I thought they were cool. I bought Star Wars themed ones so I could be in on the fun too. Right. But it's not, it wasn't really for me. It was for them. And I think as an adult, Christmas, now I, I just enjoy adults. Like, I, I, want, I can't wait to see my parents and go out to dinner and hang out with my sisters. And like I said, we went to one Christmas play. We're going to another Christmas play in Volcano later. I've got my work Christmas party that I'm really looking forward to where we always do like a white elephant gift exchange and we have lunch. It's really a lot of fun. There's so many fun things. I just didn't want to put it out there like, oh man, Bill's turning into the Grinch, you know? Like, right. he's Scrooge. Nah, I love Christmas. I just want to make sure I conveyed that I'm just not, I'm at a point now where it's like, I don't need the pageantry to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, I, I could, I can, I love Christmas just as much with my house looking like it's always looked, except there's a tree in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the living room now. But other than that, like I'm not, I'm not feeling any less Christmassy by not having those things. Like, and it's it's kind of refreshing, like you were saying. It was kind of nice to not have to worry about right. that. Yeah. So let me ask you: uh, Are you do do you now? I, it, Lafondizi is a grown man, right? That's he true. Lives on his own. Um, sort of. So he comes back for what every other weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. Somehow he's ma- manufactured this into moving away and now getting free rent two weekends of the month and his stuff still here. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's a... For Christmas, he's going to get a weird bill. Yeah. Interesting. So, do you... Then let me ask you this. I became... I became uh, went from a landlord to mini storage. Yeah, how that happened. Yeah. That, mini storages are expensive, too. That's you got to point. The bill's yeah. coming in. Yeah. Sorry, LaFontaine. You're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> Rent's due, baby. Um, do you... Obviously, you'll put a tree up. I know that your mom's here. Are you gonna break everything out and and? Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna decorate it up. We're gonna get after it. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is is uh, is I absolutely love when the house is decorated. Yes. It feels different. It's it's. I hate when I take it down because the house feels bare. Right. I know that feeling. Um, I've been there. Yeah. And uh, you know, I used to really get into Christmas a lot, and I would get like a little post-holiday depression afterwards mm-hmm. because like that's common. The house is empty and it's right. not as bright, and yeah. it doesn't like for some reason you got Christmas lights and a tree and like little like decorations Nicks. everywhere, and, yeah. you, and you it just feels warmer. Yes. I, I don't agree. know. I don't know how that is, but it is. So we're definitely going to do that and get into it and, and, and decorate and do that kind of thing. So it's going to be fun, um, and I and I and I definitely look forward to it. Um, and I it's- can't now. Let me say this too: we're obviously this will be released before Christmas, December eighteenth. Yeah. So this is going to be released right before we're getting right gearing up to leave for Bruno Mars, but we're recording this much earlier than that. So I can't say that there won't be decorations up. I could get a bug up my ass and throw those inflatables out there. Or I don't know if my wife's going to just one day decide to break out all the knickknacks. It's early still. We're recording this on December, what, 2nd? So, yeah. uh, but you'll hear it December 18th. But 
So I can't say that the, all the decorations up, but I will say that it's not going to be full on. It's not going to be the full, full go, full bore, I should say. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And then like, uh, <laughs> I didn't really tell you this, this story when I was talking about the travel before. So like I went to Tampa on November 28th. So the Tuesday after yeah. Christmas, go to Sa- Sacramento, go normal, just going through the airport. No big deal. I literally the Tuesday after Christmas. You mean Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yes, sorry, got you. November no, no, no worries. Yeah. Um, I get. I fly to Tampa. I fly. Uh, I don't remember where we stopped. Uh, oh, it was Denver. Um, transferred planes, Your whatever. Airport. Oh God, I love it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that for the West Coast, everything pretty much goes through there. Yeah, yeah. And it sucks. So yeah, yeah been there. it's such a bubbling metropolis. A couple times, yeah. Hey, uh, let's make the main focal point in the country in this totally like weather induced area. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. everything goes through there. Anyway, Why not? um I got out of the plane in Tampa. I leave, right? And I literally like you have to like there's like the gates and then you um take a shuttle back to like the main airport area. Mm-hmm. I walked out of the shuttle and it was like it's November 28th. I got out of the shuttle. Fuck, it's Christmas. Yeah. yeah Dude. Yeah. Trees, Christmas music was playing, was yeah. everything. Everything was decorated. They yeah. were pumping pine scent into the. Oh, shit. The, it was like literally like I walked into Florida Christmas. Wow. I stepped out of the shuttle. It's Christmas. Yeah. Like that's what happened. I was like, God. Like to the point where I was like immediately noticed it. Yeah, like, yeah, damn. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it gives you this. If, if you like Christmas and you like the holidays and you don't have trauma surrounding it or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that for like, sure it just puts you in a good spot 100 percent. and then i, I go it. around a corner and there's a qdoba i love qdoba yeah. I, I hate that they're out of california so i had a i had a queso nacho you know what i mean nice so Hell yeah dude yeah it's you know it's a it's a it's a funny thing like i i always like to spot the hardcore like the people that are like my people like the hardcore christmas people are the ones that got the lights up pre-thanksgiving i'm like oh dude these people because my general rule of thumb is christmas don't start till after thanksgiving i'm a big thanksgiving guy too you and i've talked about oh yeah love getting together love the food but you know the hardcore people in the neighborhood when i'm walking the dog and i'm like oh shit tree in the window already like literally halloween came down and christmas came up like they are not fucking around like there and there were several. There was a good handful of people in my neighborhood. But I know what you're saying about the depression when the uh, when the when the ornaments come down because it's the same for me when I I walk my dog like four miles a day through our neighborhood, and all of a sudden about after New Year's the lights start coming down, and I just and I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but the neighborhood looks a little dull for a while. You like have to readjust. Right. Like where's the lights? Where's the sparkling? Where's the the elves and the reindeer dancing in the front yard it's all gone and all of a sudden you're just like oh yeah this is my neighborhood for you know 11 months out of the year like you know but it is it's less warm it's less fun it's less that's cheery but uh yeah i I get it man there is a bit of a when when they when and i think that might be part of not wanting to go into the work of decorating because it is always sad after a month when it comes down so that might be part of why i'm kind of like ah if I don't do it, then I don't have to go through it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen to that. That should be a bumper sticker. There you go. If you don't do it, you ain't got to go through it. There you go. Patent pending, my people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the fucking stamp on that one. Do I like people it. Still use bumper stickers? I don't know. But I think I'm, you might have aged yourself. Though. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna patent that, dude. And it's coming. Anyway, um, but for the most part, 
what I was getting at is I think it's really important to remember that it's so special when you've got little kids. So that brings me to what I was thinking we would do for our uh, next draft. It's been a while since we've done the draft. We had the amazing fast food draft. Oh, great. We had a hollow, uh, a candy draft. Mm-hmm. We had baseball movie draft. Oh, yeah. Am I missing a draft? Is there anything I'm forgetting? I think that's the draft. Halloween. Can't, yeah, yeah, that's it. So now what I thought, you and I spoke on the phone and I said, let's do the Christmas present draft. Mm-hmm. Now, not what we want now. Not a draft of what we want now. The big hot ticket items that we wanted as a kid, or it doesn't even have to be one you got, but just something that was like every kid had to have it. You wanted it. Maybe you got it. Maybe you didn't. But it was something special from our childhood. So I'm talking about the 80s because you and I are, uh, you know, not exactly spring chickens, as mm-hmm. they say. You know, been a few winters since we've been chickens. Ain't mm-hmm. seen spring in a while. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be fun to do the 209 to infinity Christmas present draft and see who can come up with the strongest lineup of amazing 1980s presents. It's uh it's tough uh it's a tough listen I I I think we came from different uh and we obviously did come from different upbringings. Yes. So I think there's a strong possibility that we don't cross over. I I'm going to be really interested to see cuz I feel like there are some gifts that translate to every kid, so I'm going to be interested. I'm really curious to see. I feel like there should be at least, and I'm not going to give it away until I, until one of us puts it on our list. I feel like there's one that should be on both our lists, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, but I'll be, I'm super curious. Now, the last time. Listen, I'll just tell you, Bill, right yeah, now, yeah. you're going to be safe. Yeah. Because as much as I contemplated it, I'm not going to put the Tickle Me Elmo on there. Ah, damn it. Yeah, that was after. That was my kid's shit. When was <laughs> Tickle Me Elmo? I don't know. It had to be 90s. I right? was working at Target, so it yes, was at least we were grown. 97. Yeah, yeah. No, that would have been that would have been a toy I was trying to get my kids, maybe. Or maybe they may have even been too little. But uh, so I believe the last time we flipped a coin, because whoever goes first has the advantage. And I'm a really shitty coin. Do you have a coin here? I don't have change Listen, on it. Yeah. In the holiday spirit, okay, I'm going to gift you the first oh, pick. You're gonna let me go first because yeah. this was your idea. All right, so I'm gonna allow that. Okay, so well, are you? Are we ready to start? The I am ready to start. Draft. Yes, of the, the official 209 till infinity. So the parameters, yes. just to be clear, one more time. Yes, our youth. Yes, What's, where do we cut off our youth? Uh, I think from the moment that you stop asking for toys and stuff like that, like, I, I, you know, the moment I started asking for Run DMC CDs, it's okay. probably not. You so, know what I'm so, saying? So, like, so before electronics. Right. And then, I mean, for us, that ain't hard to do. I, I, you know what? Just if, if you're school age, let's just keep it at that. An important gift to you from... Before you graduated high school. Elementary through, yeah, high school. Let's just, let's even keep high school in there. That's cool. If there was an album or something you wanted or a video game, as long as we were still in school living at home with our parents. Before we got out on our own and got, got jobs and were grown. Got it. Uh, so I'm going for, this was always a special moment for me. My number one draft is I can remember my parents staying up really late at night, putting this together. It wouldn't even be wrapped. There'd just be a bow on it. But I would come out, and when this was parked, this was a gift that you would immediately use, unless it was raining, but a bike. My number one is a bike. Like, that was huge for me. It's a great one. Yeah. I figured that I might lose that one on yeah. the list because 
I mean, it's iconic. Oh, 100%. Right? We're talking Christmas morning. You're waking up. You know, parents were up till three or four doing whatever. Now they come put together. Like, right. you can just go to Walmart, buy it, and wheel it out to your trunk. Like, right. but they had to, it came in a box with instructions. Yeah. Like, so, like, it, mom and dad being pissed off because they got to put the bike together. It's yes. three in the morning, right? We've been asleep since eight or nine. Yes. You know, we wake up at like 530, <laughs> yeah. like full of energy, like jumping on them. Santa was here. Yeah. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you've got the the glow of the Christmas lights and presents under the tree. Yeah. And you've got this special unwrapped gift that Santa brought you. Yes. Right? Yeah. The bike. Iconic, man. I know that's, the, it's, that's it's, the, that was a big one because immediately you're going through the gifts and then it's like, can I go outside? And I don't think for my kids that wasn't as a, they wanted bikes, but it wasn't as special because up here, like living where we live, it's a little bit more difficult. Like I grew up in Sacramento, right? So riding a bike in a in a rural neighborhood, like, was a little bit more is a little more difficult. Like you were in volcano, dude. So how did that work out with a bike? Like. I'm sure you rode bike. What you're, you're in the on, like riding a bike on a dirt road sucks. I did it in Pine Grove. Not easy. Like <laughs> so, as far as bikes go, yeah, um, it would kind of depend because I grew up in an area where a lot of times during my youth there was snow. Yes, that's what I'm. So, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so it was cool. You got a bike. You got to wait. Yeah, it's got to sit there for that's weeks. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Would your parents? I, I know that sometimes my parents would take me somewhere where it was a little safer, especially when I was young with my first bike, like, oh, let's go somewhere like a parking lot or somewhere where would, when it snowed, would they get you in the car and take you somewhere to ride? Like in a word? No, no. Okay. Fair enough. No. Fair enough. All right. Um, so, but we were also where I grew up, we were into sledding and a lot of sure. stuff like that. So oh, that's the we shit. had a special hill, the Jones Hill yeah. is a long story. No, but, I get uh, it. Yeah. Well, that's a great first pick, sir. So you that was the one that I was thinking if you and I were going to both agree on something but have that on our list. So so what I what I it, it, that's an iconic gift and I figured it was going to go but I when I, if I had my first chosen it, round would you pick, have? No, no, not with okay. my first pick. Okay. Because my first pick to me when I always think back and I hear that question. Yes. What is your favorite Christmas gift yeah. as a child? This always comes up. Yeah, yeah, your 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 guard. There you go. You're bouncing, and I can hear it hitting. There well, I don't like it. No, don't yeah. do that. There you go. Now we're back. Okay. So my 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 uh, anybody ever says, "What's your favorite Christmas gift?" Right. My immediately think of this, and it's always this. So I, this was going to be my number one, regardless. Nice. I love it because it was very important to me. It was a big deal. I didn't think I was going to get it. Yes. And I remember the joy and the, um, just the happiness. And I, I, I can, I can smell the moment still. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so far, so my first pick of my childhood Christmas toy draft yeah. is Castle Grayskull. Oh shit. From yes. He-Man. Yes. I came out in the I morning and Castle Grayskull was unwrapped under the tree put together put together the castle and I, and then it wasn't he man but one of the car- one of the figures was next to it yeah. just magical man cuz he man would have been a tough get at that time oh man yeah, yeah, it, it was it, it was like optimus prime with the uh, transformers like it was always sold out like, yeah i had he man figures i never got the gray skull so that's a big deal man that's a good one yeah. so castle gray skull for me 
from He-Man, which is He-Man's castle. Yes. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with Snake Mountain, which is where Skeletor right. lived. Right. Because He-Man, it, when, it, when he was the still a very good-looking, muscular young man. Adam. Yeah, Adam would put his sword in the air and say, by the power of Grayskull. And then he would turn into He-Man, which was just an even buffer, better-looking older man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was not a, you know, Superman, when he was Clark Kent, was kind of nerdy and wore the glasses. Like, Adam's like a prince. He's a cool yeah. dude. Yeah, and yeah. then he just gets even cooler. Like, this isn't fair. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. But I'm going to get more awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's probably why we love it. Because I have a magical sword. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Castle Grayskull, that's uh, my number that's, one. I, uh, I and the I can smell the moment. Like that's it, man. Like yeah, magical. I and and I think that the key was there's a lot of times where I was growing up. Where I was like, I'm gonna get this, and then yes. I got disappointed. Yes, but I did not think that I was gonna get a Castle Grayskull mm. because my mom and dad at that point they were playing the game. Yes, they were like it's sold out everywhere, and I'd go to Toys R Us and we'd go to places and they'd be out of it. Yeah. But they had gotten one. That's the thing. People don't remember that. Now with Amazon and everything, that's not something people think about anymore. But literally, all you could rely on was like, okay, we got Kmart. You got uh, Mervyn's. You got, you know, you got your certain, you know, Payless. You got your certain stores. Mm -hmm. If they don't, KB Toy Store, Toys R Us, if they don't got it, you're screwed. Right. Like that. There was no like, I'll order it from uh, Indonesia. Like that Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll have it at best. Yeah, absolutely. There was none of that. It was like, if it wasn't within a driving radius, you weren't getting it. But, right. Yeah. That, that was, and people forget that. Like it wasn't that long ago. The internet has changed our world. It's like, it's insane. That's a great pull. So I'm going to go toy. So I went bike the first one. So I'm going to go. Uh, this was the toy that I wanted that Unfortunately, I did know I was getting because the hard thing was when you're a parent and you can't leave your kids home alone. You're as a parent, one of the toughest things, and I've done it myself, so I can now relate, is your parents buy you things sometimes while you're with them. And this happened to be a time both my parents worked incredibly busy. My mom and dad both worked in hospitals at the time while my dad was trying to be a priest, so they were busy. Uh, and they bought this, and you always knew they were getting you something because they'd be like, hey, your mom needs to go get you a sweater, go with her. I'm going to go check. We'll meet you at the car. You know, always one of those. Well, my mom didn't take long enough. And as we walked up, I saw my dad slam in the trunk real quick. And I saw it in the trunk. So I was super jazzed and had like two weeks to wait. But I knew what it was for me. This was the Millennium Falcon from the original Star Wars. This was the one that it, it was big. I mean, it was probably a couple feet long, wide. It was really big. You opened up. And you could sit the guys in the chair with the gun turret and somebody sat up front and drove all your figures had a place to sit it was just like the millennium in the movie and then you close the lid and the legs popped out for the landing gear and that was the toy for me and even though i knew it was coming i still was so damn excited to see that i knew what size box it came in like there's that uh, you know once they wrapped it, it uh, and i got up that morning i was like there it is that's the that's the first one i opened so my number two pick, the Millennium Falcon. That was the shit. That was one of my favorite Christmas memories. Was getting that. I, nice pick, bro. Thank you. Well, now I'm gonna play a little bit of a, a little bit of the game. Okay. I don't know if this is gonna come up for you, but this was definitely a big gift for me. Okay. Um, because I was really wanting to get into this. Uh, so my number two pick was. A skateboard. Ooh, yeah. I had a friend named Martin Nyberg, okay. and he was from like North Carolina, 
he was a skater, man. I used yeah. to, like we used to play baseball, and he was in Cub Scouts with me, I think. And he lived over in Plymouth, and so he would have a skateboard, and I was just trying to get into it. Right, and then uh, I, I asked for a, a Tony Hawk skateboard, and mm. I don't know if it was Tony Hawk. I don't remember. I just remember that Christmas morning I came out, and there was a sick skateboard underneath yeah. the tree. Yeah, and I got in trouble for riding it in the house. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and, they they uh, had to expect it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I got a skateboard, and it was uh, it was just one of those things that I didn't know if I'd get, and. Uh, I will tell you this, the uh, skateboard era did not last long, yeah. but I was very excited to get a skateboard and because it was just cool. Like everybody was getting skateboards oh, and you were either skateboards or hacky sacks. The 80s was, that was the Vision Streetwear, Bones Brigade. Stussy. Yeah, that was, but the Bones Brigade with Tony Hawk, that was when I think the movie Thrashing was in theaters. Skating had a boom in the 80s, and then it died off, and then it picked back up again in the 90s, and then the X Games came in, and we, right, it never looked right. back. But that was the original run in the 80s when the shit was blowing up. It's funny, I didn't get one for Christmas, but I wanted a skateboard so bad. And like you said, short-lived, that's what made me think about it, is I begged my parents. I didn't get a cool one. They took me to KB Toy Store, and I got one of those blue plastic ones with the yellow wheels. And I remember in the mall parking lot from K of the Florin Mall, it was really easy to ride in a big open space with lots of open concrete, you know, so it was a hill. So I stood on it and rolled all the way to my car, and I thought, oh, man, skateboarding's easy. Then I got that thing home in my driveway. And was like, well, how do you go? How do they make it go? Like, I'm pushing it and it stops. Like, how do they, and how do they jump? I fell down a couple times, man. And then that skateboard became something that caught cobwebs in the garage. I was not a skater. It lasted maybe a week. And then that thing just collected dust until we finally threw it away. So I don't know how short-lived it was for you, but I'd say my skateboarding dream lasted probably a week. There right. Probably seven days where I was like, once I realized if you're not on a slightly sloping, big, giant, flat surface, oh, and I hit a couple rocks and went flying. Like, it was like, you know, if you try to skateboard over like bad concrete with cracks and dips in the hood, forget it. It's over. Right. So that's a great pick, though, man. Like, every kid had a skateboard in the 80s, dude. Like, even if you weren't into it, you had to have one. Skateboard and a bike. It was like prerequisite. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay, so that's a great pick. So you have. You have the Castle Grey Skull mm -hmm. and a skateboard. I'm at bike and the Millennium Falcon. Uh, for my number three, this was a big one for me, and I think a lot of people take this for granted now because you have your music in the palm of your hand. Music is portable. You can take it with you everywhere. Earbuds, little speakers, in the car, doesn't matter. But this was a big one for me uh, because only kids, only the coolest kids had these. When I got one, it was huge, a boom box. I could put those D batteries in there, put my Beastie Boys tape in there, and walk up to walk up to uh, my Clark Field and have my music. Or, and the cool thing was, is I got one of the ones I don't know if you remember, but some the speakers used to detach on them. Oh yeah, and they'd have a ton. It was, they weren't wireless. They had really long wires. <laughs> So I could put one speaker over here, one speaker over here, and put my tape in or put the radio on. And it was not just a boombox. It was my home bedroom th stereo system. Right. Like, right? So that boombox was, oh, my God. I'm putting it on my shoulder and walking. I thought I was so cool. Like, everybody's going to hear the music I listen to, and I'm cool, man. I listen to cool shit. Like, that boombox was huge. When I opened that up, oh, as a music lover, 
that was man that was it dude that was huge huge it's a great pick thank you and i thought you were gonna steal my pick uh-oh but you okay. didn't okay nice my number three pick yes which I contemplated taking it too because I was fearful, but I, I was trying to play the game a little bit. Yes. One Christmas, I got a Walkman. Ooh, huge, huge. That was right there for me. And um, it was uh, the first glimpse or so of what I considered independence. Yeah. Because I could put my music in, put my headphones on, yes. you know, crappy little metal bar over the top of my head yes. with little headphones with like foam over the edge of the, you know, yes. it, yeah. you want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about natural, um, the state of things. Mm -hmm. Look how far headphones have come. Oh, insane. Dude, yeah, like, yeah. My, those headphones were like, you could, you could probably hear just as much yeah. outside <laughs> than the person listening on the headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a Walkman and, uh, what was really cool I can remember about this is um, after Christmas, because I got me a Walkman, a cassette Walkman. Yes. And no cassettes. Oh, <laughs> <Right>? nice. Yeah. <laughs> but the next day, they took me to Best. Oh, nice. And um, they back in the day, they had like music and like just like any, like a lot of stores had like a music section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Best had one and they also had like this. Almost like when you go to Walmart, they have like the $5 movies. Yes. They had those with tapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my dad let me pick out uh, two or three tapes. Yes. Nice. And uh, I can tell you my two picks were this. Yes. Jay Giles Band, Greatest Hits. Okay. Nice. And Billy Idol, Vital Idol. Woo. Classics, man. Yeah. That's so So up. those were my two. So I got in the car and I was, you know. So this is like almost a double whammy. This is a, this is a good pick. Because you got the Walkman, but then you got the next day you went out and got two classic albums. Yeah, so that's a that's. I cheap. didn't know they were classic. That's, that's a cheating man. draft, man. You're cheating in the draft, baby. That's a double. How are you gonna double your draft up? <laughs> no, that's strong. That's a strong pick. All right. So the, the the pick was the 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 Walkman. I'm just the cassettes were not part of the draft. Right. I'm just telling you it was. But that Walkman ain't nothing without them cassettes. Oh no, no, it's not like at one. All. It's like one big. Well, gift. that yeah, that was. Yeah. The, yeah. I got something I couldn't play with right away. Right. Oh, I mean, that's tough. And we all we just talked about yeah, the bike. Absolutely. That's hard to do, man. That's a good one. That's all right, we're strong. Th pick. We're three in the hole. We got two picks left. Yes. Okay. So for my next pick, uh, this was a big one for me. Uh, I was still living in Sacramento. This was before we came up to Amador County. Uh, the Atari 2600. Uh, Pre-Nintendo, pre, you know, this was it. This was the video game system to have. I remember, I think I got Joust, if I'm remembering correctly. And, uh, and I forget what other game. There was one other game. I want to say it was like Tutankhamen. Like it was like a... Oh, classic. Tomb Raiding. Like you oh, were, yeah. Yeah, you were like going into the the tomb of king tut trying oh, to get yeah. his treasure like funny story yeah tutankhamen yeah was my mom's favorite game on the atari 2600 oh, man i loved that game and i didn't really put this together until right now yeah okay right now yeah <laughs> she loved tutankhamen yeah and some of her favorite movies are tomb raider Ah, interesting. Interesting. I just, I just thought about that right now. I do that game. So I have vivid memories of getting the Atari Twenty Six Hundred for Christmas, getting that game, and playing it, and 
finally beating that game, you know, getting through all the levels was beating the game. Like, and then of course you start over to try to get a higher score or do it faster in those old school games. But I beat it New Year's Eve. So I got the Atari 2600 in that game for Christmas. And I can vividly remember beating Tutankhamen, or as a kid, I called it Tetacon because I didn't know how to pronounce Tutankhamen right, at right. the time. King Tut, Tetacon. I was like, I'm, what, my dad's like, what are you doing? I'm playing Tetacon, man. It's awesome. And I beat it New Year's Eve, and I remember feeling like I accomplished something. Like, yes, I just beat Tetacon, man. It's on. Like, great memories. I played the shit out of that. I kept that Atari 2600 was in my room in Pine Grove, like even after we left Sacramento and moved up here. Until I made the switch to Nintendo, obviously. But I got a lot of years out of that 26. There was, they were, that was the pinnacle of video games. Like, they came out with the Atari, like, 7800. They made other versions. I never went up in the versions. Right, right. You? No. No. Okay. All right, what you got next, man? Well, sir, number four. Yeah. This is going to, like, Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Obviously, I just talked about the moment. Yes. I was stunned. Yes. Just like overwhelmed with happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. My four pick. Yes. Was the first time that I can remember, and 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 the Mama B could probably tell me if I was wrong or not. Right. But this was the first time I lost my shit. Okay. When I opened something. Okay. And I'm gonna go with the original NES, the Nintendo. Woo! Yeah, man. I didn't get that for Christmas, but when I did get that, that was a big moment. So the original NES was a, a, a sore subject because I didn't even know about it until I went to Kai Harmon's house. Yes. And then I, me and Kai were best friends as, as children. Yeah. And uh, all the way through junior high mm-hmm. until we got to high school. And then, you know, relationships change and things sure. like that. Well, you grow. Yeah. And um, I would go to his house. And I would play Nintendo, mm-hmm. and it would consume me. I would love it. Oh, it was next level. And then I would leave, and I'd want a Nintendo, and we didn't have one. And then Kai would, like, invite me over, and my mom wouldn't take me because it wasn't close. Right. So right. I'd lose my shit in, like, a fucking spoiled little brat. Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Get into a fight, get in trouble, get grounded, all this sure. kind of shit. So the Nintendo was a real hot thing, right? Yeah, real, yeah. It caused a lot of issues. Yeah. So then I really wanted a, a, a Nintendo that year for Christmas, right? And I was just, I want this more than anything. And I come out that Christmas morning, and it's not under the tree. Mm. Something else, probably a bike, something yeah, else yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was probably like, bummed as hell. Sure. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, great bike, Santa. You fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. A yeah. Ten-year-old or twelve-year-old says. Yeah, yeah. And uh, dweeb, doofus. Yeah. <laughs> doofus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it was under the tree, wrapped ah. from mom and dad. Okay, not one of the Santa gifts. Yeah. My parents did that and, too. And I'm pretty sure that was because if it was from mom and dad, they could control it better. Whereas mm-hmm. Santa gave me this, you can't take it away. Yeah. You know, so I think that's where it came from. But uh, yeah, man, when I opened that Nintendo, man, lost my shit. I, 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 I was so excited. You see the videos. Yeah, you know, of like yeah, kids yeah. opening up Super Nintendos and stuff that have been around the internet for years. That was me, man. I just lost it, and and so many um, memories of playing Super Mario Brothers and um, football games and Contra mm-hmm. 
and Tecmo just Bowl, Tecmo dude. Bowl oh God, and, and, and yeah. base RBI base. Oh my God, I played so much RBI baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. I and see uh, that. I liked the kung. Was it kung fu? There was a karate yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duck Hunt. Yeah. Oh, Duck Hunt was huge. Yeah. You know. Oh, you know one of my favorite games, dude, that I played, Blades of Steel. Oh yeah. Yeah, the hockey game. Blades of Steel. Yeah, that was the shit, man. Yeah, so my four pick is the Nintendo, man. That's I, a huge I, just, one. Just, ugh. Lot, first time I can remember that I absolutely lost my shit for a present. That's a big one, man. Yeah, and I can remember, I didn't get it for Christmas, but I was babysitting uh, I was babysitting my youngest sister, Emily, who was born right when we moved up here. And both my parents worked, and we weren't in a position where they could afford daycare. Daycare was crazy expensive. So in the summer, I babysat her. And my parents paid me a dollar an hour. Like slave wages, basically. But this was, you know, 1987, 88, whatever it was. Uh, and I would just write down, when they would come home, I'd write down five on the calendar. Or to, to track how much I was earning. Or seven. Or some days it was like ten. So that's ten hours. I was earning ten bucks. But I did that for an entire summer and kept waiting for my dad to pay me. And I think he must have done the math and was like, it's going to be cheaper to get this. He just showed up with a Nintendo. Like, here you go. I don't owe you shit. Like, you know, basically like, I don't owe you nothing. Here's a Nintendo and a couple games. So I, that shows you I was doing some serious babysitting because that wasn't a cheap ticket item back right, then. Right, yeah, right, right. He's like, fuck. He probably went to that calendar and went, holy shit. There's a lot of 10s and 12s. I better just get this kid a Nintendo. <laughs> and he did. And I was super grateful. It was crazy. I was so excited. Right. I remember buying Mike Tyson's punch out and that game just consumed me. Like so good. Anyway. Okay. So all right, this is getting tough now. So we're down to four and five, right? No, uh, this is five. This is my fifth. Yeah. Cause you went first. Oh, I did. So I, I did. Okay. So let's see. I got the bike. Yep. I got the millennium Falcon. Yep. Right. I got the boombox yep. and the Atari 2600. Okay, so this is five. This is going to be my dark horse. This is going to, people are going to be like, what? That's insane. But when I was a kid and I lived in Sacramento, I think I was in the second or third grade. So this is pre-video games. The big game at the time that everybody wanted was Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh, legendary. That game, it was like crazy to see a game it was a board game, but it wasn't. You put the marbles in the middle and you hit the buttons and the hippos' mouths ate the marbles and whoever oh, yeah. ate. Oh, yeah. When the, all the marbles were gone, whoever had the most marbles won. And that board game, when I was in second or third grade, was the hot. That was the one. You were talking about how you're, you couldn't find shit. We were both talking about how you couldn't find He-Man anywhere. Right. I begged for that for a Christmas and didn't get it because my parents couldn't find it anywhere. So the following Christmas, I'd given up. I didn't even ask for it. And there was Hungry Hungry Hippos under the tree that year. And I just remember, oh my God. And that was a great one because I opened it up. I had a little sister. So I played with my little sister. I played with my parents. Yeah, my friends would come over and we'd play it. My next door neighbor, this kid named Jeremiah, mm-hmm. went hard on the Hungry Hungry Hippos, man. And that was a that was a big, big deal. Like, I know it seems cheesy now compared to like a boombox or an Atari. This, this is a draft about, about the childhood, my yeah, guy. Yeah, that was a, I, I remember how disappointed I was when that wasn't under the tree. And my parents telling me, I'm so sorry. It was, 
really popular. Santa couldn't find it. It was bit, they were busy. You know, I forget what they said. Santa could do anything, but they had an excuse. It's like maybe they tried to get it because Santa was busy. But right. So the following year, when I'd given up, and there it was, I just remember being like, "Oh, oh my gosh, hungry, hungry hippos! That's it!" Like I was so ecstatic. That was right. an amazing memory. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, I'm gonna, I'm hungry, gonna, hungry hippos. I'm gonna do you. Uh, I'm gonna do you one better, not one better, but uh, similar to you. Yeah. Uh, my number five. Yeah. Was a huge gift for me, but it might not uh, resonate with everybody. Yeah. Uh, at one point in my youth, yes. For Christmas, I got a thing called a pitchback. Pitchback. Okay. And what the pitchback was uh-huh. was essentially a huge metal pipe structure with a net on it and a square in the middle with stands where you would throw the baseball uh-huh. and you would hit it and it would bounce back to you. Oh, shit. Okay. So it was basically a deluxe garage door. Yeah. <laughs> but it was tilted. It had a square so you could practice your pitching. Right. And I wanted that so much because a lot of time, like I was up by myself out there in Volcano. Right. And my brother was too little. My sister, you know, was a girl, didn't get it. Wasn't, I was four years older, so she couldn't really sure. play with me. Right. And uh, so I spent a lot of time by myself. Yeah. And so this was an awesome gift because I could just go out there with the pitch back. And my dad and my mom used to tell stories like I would be out there and I would just beat the shit out of this thing. Yeah. He's playing on the pitch back for four hours. Yeah. Playing games with myself, pretending I was in the World Series, like all those kind of things that yeah, kids yeah. do, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my number five is definitely a pitch back. And if you know me about baseball and my background, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm in my 40s and I still play softball, so obviously the, the game is. What uh, was it? The T-ball king? Yeah, T-ball champ. <laughs> T-ball champ. Yeah, recognize. <laughs> yeah, recognize. Right. I'm recognizing. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nickname compliments of the never too late podcast yeah and now streaming on all platforms yes that's right yeah i love it google haters yeah just kidding just kidding t-ball champ i love it anyway that's a great one man hey if i had to go if i was gonna go uh six man off the bench you know sometimes the surprise gift that you didn't know you wanted or you didn't ask for would always be one like you'd get something and go wow i didn't even ask for that like but your parents noticed and would get it. And I remember as I started to get into my teenage years when you're shifting and the hormones are, and all of a sudden your friends are calling you more. And you know, you this was pre-cell phone, obviously. We didn't even have the, at the time, the cordless phone. Right. So you'd take the phone around the corner to talk with your homies or, you know, heaven forbid, a girl might call every once in a while or you might want to call a girl. Right. I can remember the Christmas that I got up and uh, they just gave me a phone, just a corded phone. I didn't have my own number or anything like that. But I remember going, it wasn't something I asked for. I didn't even think that would be an option. So it wasn't even something I considered. But I remember when I got my own phone and I had a, a phone I could talk on in the in the bedroom because my parents. Oh, your own personal, not line. But yeah, yeah. But I could phone. take the phone and just plug it in in the, in the outlet in my bedroom. And so if they were like, Bill, Adam's on the phone, I could just be like, okay, got it. You know, which none of these kids know anything about today. Uh, but that was one that I was like, I didn't ask for, but I was like, oh, wow, a phone. Like, that's so cool because my parents just noticed, like, 
you know, Bill's friend Adam's calling all the time. Matt, James were always calling. And, uh, you know, everyone, and not a lot. I wasn't a player. <laughs> I wasn't much of a ladies' man. Occasionally, I might talk to a girl about homework or something on the phone. Wink, and, uh, wink. Yeah, and uh, so that was one that I was just like, wow, that's... I don't know why I didn't think it as really cool. I just remember that. And that became one of the, my favorite gifts that year. And it wasn't even something I asked for. So I just did that one struck. That's a strong contender for coming off the bench and getting some game time. I'll tell you this. I think back, um, you know, I, I know that uh, we could probably do a whole draft of disappointing gifts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as you start to get older, you know, the things in your taste becomes more expensive and you don't get the things you want. Yes, 100%. Pa- parents would also use that opportunity to get you things like underwear and socks and oh, 100%. You know, yeah, crap yeah. you didn't need or, or, or want. You, no, you did need, but yeah. you didn't want, you know. Right. And then uh, things like that. I would say this like, if I was to pick a sixth man, I don't, you know, one of my, and this is a, this is a good thing about. At least it was probably from my dad, but maybe my mom too. I don't know. But like they were always good about like getting giant shirts and 49er shirts. Yeah, so yeah. Things I would be excited to sure. open like that. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember when I got, we, um, we used to live in a two bedroom house and then they built on, added two bedroom, to a, a bedroom and then a master bedroom and a master bathroom. Nice. So it ended up being uh, four bedrooms, uh, two and a half baths. And um, when we built on, I got the new room. Mm. And I was excited because I got the new room. I was not smart because it was smaller than the other two rooms and closer to mom and dad's, which was not smart. But I was a child. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But when I got the new room that next Christmas, I got my first, like, stereo. Mm. Like, like huge moment. for For the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, my first CD that mm. because that was the f- CDs were new then right and so it had a CD player on the top it was like made by like uh, I forget the brand but it was like from I had Costco a, I had a York yeah, that's what it is York York that's what yeah, it was I, a York that was a two speakers brand. on the side yeah, yeah. they could either be close or separated yeah, with the yeah, wires yeah yeah had a had the had the tapes on the front you could have the radio had the mm. CD player on top. And uh, my first CD I ever got was Michael Jackson Dangerous mm. from Costco. And they used to be in those tall cardboard oh, things. Boxes, yeah. 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 Oh, my God, dude. That's yeah. a great. Yeah. So that would be my off the I bench. actually got Dangerous for Christmas one year. I asked for that. And that was a big Christmas. When I Once I got a CD player, I being the music guy, I always would ask for shit tons of CDs. So I would always. But I didn't want to ask for Hey, Dad, get me two short bitches ain't shit for Christmas. You know, I couldn't like, you know, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to hit you with a seventh man off the bench. We don't usually do this. Yes. No, do it. Do it. Um, but this is, this was a big moment. Yeah. Just like you said, I would ask for all these things, right? But yeah. then I would be, if I, I asked my parents when I was a teenager, probably six, 15, 16, somewhere in there. What do you want? And I asked for Red Man what the album oh nice yeah and i got that cd for christmas sweet yeah and it's the only time i ever remember my parents actually buying me what i asked for like as a as i got older yeah you know what i mean but like as far as like music or stuff that was because you're a teenager right i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about nwa i'm dropping f-bombs i'm 
you know. Yeah, I had to. I'm being a teenage boy with girls, you know what I mean? That's amazing because your parents at that time would have had to have gone to like Sacramento to get that. They weren't getting that in Amador County. Right, but we did a lot of hanging out in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. It's the main, we did a lot. Like, so we would go to Toys R Us and the warehouse and Circuit City and absolutely places like that. But I, uh, it's the main reason that when like people like kind of left and after high school. Yeah. Like, I came down here, and I didn't go to Sacramento because I felt like everyone went to Sac. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one because I the reason I would always try to buy myself the hip-hop, because my parents became pretty savvy about hip-hop and, and what that parental discretion advisory sticker. I remember there used to be a music store in Jackson over by um, across the street from the movie theater. They sold musical instruments, but you could order albums from them. And I ordered Slick Rick's album and one of the songs is like has something balls in the title i can't remember now and it's got the parental discretion as advisory sticker and i didn't know and so i asked my dad i said i didn't have a car at the time i said hey dad i ordered the cd from the music store when you get off work will you pick it up and um will you pick it up for me and i'll give you the money and he was like absolutely and I come home, and I see the music store bag, and I can see the cassettes in it, but it's up on top of the refrigerator. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is not good. So I go, hey, Dad, you know, where's that uh, Slick Rick tape? And he's like, yeah, we got to talk. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, that album's filthy. You're not listening to that. I don't know if you knew, but if you did... You're not. So it's this album, Slick Rick, The Greatest Adventures of Slick Rick. Oh, yeah. First song is called Treat Her Like a Prostitute. That's okay. track one. And then it's got children's story. It's got the ruler's back. It's got classics on it. Uh, it's got a song called Indian Girl, an adult story. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember. And Lick the Balls is a track on there. And it's funny because I don't remember Slick Rick being all that dirty, but apparently he was. But I never really... I was so scarred by that. I could. I don't think I've ever fully listened to this album because I just remember being like, "Oh my god!" Because at the time, I just knew Slick Rick was the dude, right? Yeah. And I ordered the album. I hadn't heard any. They weren't playing this shit on the radio. I just wanted Slick Rick's album, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Whoops. And so from that moment on, I would stockpile. Like I'd go buy my own hip hop albums. Like once I got a car, obviously, and a license. But before that, I would just. If I was at the mall with friends or if I went with my parents, I'd be like, I'm going to the record store, meet you at the car, and I'll just buy the shit myself. Uh, but so I would stockpile all the R&B, oldies, rock, Michael, anything like that. That'd be what I'd ask for for Christmas. So every Christmas I'd be like, hey, let me get, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, Dangerous, The Temptations Greatest Hits, and uh, the, the new Tony, Tony, Tony album. You know, like that would be what I would ask for. I'd learned real quick that, yeah, no more having my parents buy hip hop. My dad would just tell me, I know what they're saying. I know what they talk about. Just don't talk that way at school. And don't take it. Don't let your friends borrow those tapes. I'm a priest. You know, like that. So he was pretty cool about it. But it's funny you mentioned, though, gifts that you got that you didn't want. I think a big one. I, that's a good one, man. Well, the biggest one for me was one year I told my parents I needed shoes. And then the moment I said it, a week later, I thought about it and regretted it because I didn't go into detail. I'm just like, I need some new tennis shoes. And I thought my parents kind of saw we'd go and buy stuff and I'd pick them or I'd work real hard and buy my own shoes. So I thought they had an idea of what I liked. 
Adidas, Nike, you know, something like that. I got a pair of pro wings. Ooh, classics. Oh, my God, dude. No laces. Velcro. The two Velcro straps that go oh, across. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my parents were so proud because, hey, you don't got to lace them up. Just Velcro. And they were steel toe. I don't know why the fuck pro wings were making tennis shoes in my size at that time with steel toes. But my dad thought that was a selling point. Like, oh, man, these are nice looking tennis shoes. They Velcro up and they're steel toed. And, you know, as a kid, you'd never want to hurt your parents' feelings. I was so disgusted. I couldn't contain myself. I was just like, I don't wh- Why? Why would I need a steel toe? I don't want. Look at the shoes I'm wearing. Why would I? I this is nothing like, oh, my dad was pissed. He threw them back in the box and told me how ungrateful I was. And you should be happy to have these shoes to last forever. Like, you know, nothing as a kid. Now as an adult. I still want shoes that I think look good, but I also want them to last forever. I can appreciate that. Right. But, oh, my God, they were the ugly, savage, they were the ugliest fucking things. A steel, dude, fucking steel toe pro wings. Listen, as as a child who spent the majority of his youth wearing cheetahs. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yep. And then me being a teenager... And realizing that I'm going to stop asking for what I want because I only get what they're going to buy me. Right. So if I want Nikes or if I want something else, then I need to get it. Right. And then being 18 and seeing my 10-year-old brother get Jordans and being fucking pissed. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You raised me on Cheetahs and you're getting this dude Jordans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a different game. I understand your pain. My baby sister got, it was like a different animal. I'm like, oh, my God. And my parents couldn't see it. I was always like, why are you split? You know, because my sister and I, there's a massive age gap. I have a sister that's five years younger than me. So I'm, I'm 49. My sister Laurel's 44. And then we have our sister Emily, who was, wasn't born until 88. So she's like in her 30s, like quite a bit younger than us. So we watched her being the last baby. We're all grown. And oh, my God, everybody spoiled the shit out of her because my dad was a minister. So everybody in the church spoiled her. All our relatives spoiled her because she knew that my parents weren't having any more kids. Mm -hmm. And we saw her get everything. And me and my sister would both just look at each other like she would do something that if her and if my sister Laurel and I did that, we would be in deep shit and Emily would do it and they'd just be like, oh, honey. And I'd be like, mom and dad, what the hell? And they'd be like, stop. She gets treated the same as you. You can't argue with them. Right. But it was bullshit. Right. (laughs) All right, buddy, before we get out of here. Yeah. On this. That was awesome. I loved that. I'm so glad. The draft. I'm so glad we did that. Absolutely. Yeah. We just talked about, right, is, you know, there's not anything that I need, you know, what do you yes. get me? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I have been asked, well, what do you want for Christmas? You know, and I'm, yeah. we're at that age where if we want something, we just buy it or right. like, you know, exactly. Oh, I was going to ask for this, but I found a super good deal on it. So I just got it. Right. You exactly. Know, that kind of stuff. Or it's obviously something that I can't afford and you can't afford to get it for me. Either. Yeah, if I can't yeah. afford it, then yeah, you're not getting it. It's for over. Me, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Obviously, with you know a, a grown adult son who's got some money and Mama yes. B and yes. and uh, and Kim, you yes. Know, there's there's a there's a lot of questions and and uh, I, I had to think this year and so I'll, I will tell you something that uh, that I've kind of always wanted I never asked for 
yeah. I never got. Yeah. So this year I asked for it. Okay. We'll see I'm if curious. I get it. I am really curious. What do you? What'd you ask for? I asked for a Barry Sanders jersey. Oh shit! In honor of the documentary that just dropped. Uh, I did watch it, I but as that. you can see. Yes, got your Lions helmet back there. Yeah, signed by Barry Sanders. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm eating Barry Sanders from your mom right now. Some yeah. Reese's peanut butter. Yes, cups. you are. Yeah, uh, delicious. Barry Sanders is and has been my favorite football player that has that wasn't on the Niners. Right. Forever. Yeah. He's the best running back of all time to me. He's um, like the Jordan of that position. And yeah. uh, if you haven't watched the Amazon I documentary, I heard it's, it's excellent. Fantastic. Didn't Eminem have something to do with it, or he, am I mistaken? Yeah, so they, so you know, when they talk about and they do documentaries about a certain time period or whatever, they will talk to people, right? Right. So they talk to uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. I think it's Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. That yeah. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jeff Daniels, who's from Detroit, must be from Detroit, he's from Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Tim Allen. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, he's from Detroit. Eminem. Yeah. Yep. Like, those are the three people, right? And then there was other people that were, like, in the news and stuff that were around or, like, coaches and players sure. and stuff sure, like sure. that. Sure, sure, But it's very well done. It's fantastic. And one of the things that absolutely pissed me off, I'll just tell you right now. So they're talking, right, and they're, they're discussing all these things that um, from the, uh, you know, yeah. So they had this reunion thing, and, and Barry Sanders came back, and and, mm -hmm. and and the old coach Wayne Fonts was there, and right. they're, they're recording, right, they're right, videotaping, right, yeah. And uh, Barry Sanders said something like, "Oh man, we tried, we did our best, right, right." And Wayne Fonts goes, "You know what? I I tried more than you know." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You know who called me?" He's like, "No, who?" And Wayne Fonts goes, "Joe Montana." Joe Montana called me and said, hey, I'd really like to play with you and Barry. Wow. He took that. The coach took that to the owners. Yeah. The owner said, no, Montana's too old. We oh, don't want him. He ended up getting traded to the Chiefs and was good for like four or five more years. Right. He had Can you imagine Barry Sanders and Montana on the Lions during his prime? Oh, man. That would have been crazy. That pissed me off, dude. Like, yeah. Because I'm kind of, because of Barry Sanders, like, I've always got a little soft spot for the Lions. Sure. And anyway. He, he was loyal. Yeah. Like, he could have probably gotten out of his contract. Hey, Not probably. He could have been gone anywhere. Listen, right? I would, yeah. if, if, if you're interested, I would love for you to watch it and then yeah, I want to watch back. It. Because we'll it's talk about really it. good, man. All right. It's on Amazon? Amazon Prime. Oh, I got that. Yeah, nice. I'll go. watch it. All right. Cool. And maybe we could talk about it while I'm wearing a Barry Sanders jersey. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. More story to come. Or, dun, dun, dun. or we'll talk about my disappointment. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. I don't we'll know. do a draft about what, what did we not get this year? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, man. Are we ready to get up on out of here then? Hey, Scott, do you want, I don't want to talk about it, yeah. Bill. <laughs> Scott, I noticed you're not wearing a Bill, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Season six. Let's just go already. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, yeah man. It. Get us out of here. All right. Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. Next we week's Christmas. Yeah. Can't wait to see what we bring you. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Got a lot of great content coming down the pipe. Can't wait to share. All right. In the mortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it's not good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we'll see you in the 209. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs>